Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bun boy. I'm sorry? Bun Oh, I'm sorry. This is probably a dialect you're not familiar with. Um, let me explain. Jesse, you know me and I and my one love, my one true love. Dialects? You know, start fooling around. We'll each say my one true love at the same time. Okay. One, two, three. Travel. 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 Of and I course. love travel and I'm I'm just kind of a sponge for, you know, accents, mm-hmm. dialects, mm-hmm. local flavor. And I go you're... to the places the tourists don't go. Yeah, well, I've seen your bucket list. So many things are crossed off. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's me. I mean I'm I'm a I'm a kind of a classic millennial in that way in that I value experiences over things. Right. No, I understand. And I'm I'm a classic millennial in that I love to make pizza crust from cauliflower. Mm, So so we're both classic millennials. (laughs) That's true. And we'll never own a home. No. Um, But that's okay because we're full of experiences. Yeah. So many full of experiences. And I was doing a little bit of traveling this week. At, oh, um, yeah. congratulations. It was just for work, but I mean, I also, you know, like to play a little too. Sure. And I was at this really fascinating place, the, um, let me see if I can pronounce it in the way they would. Okay. A courtyard by Marriott. Sure. And they have a greeting every time you- I've heard, now I've heard about these places, but honestly, I'm nervous to go. Right. I mean, and, and, and it's weird. Like they have a Starbucks, but the stuff in the Starbucks is a little different. Right. The scones have a different consistency. I'm always worried, what if I can't get my cake pop? I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean you'll get a cake pop, but be open-minded. I'm they a, might not have red velvet, Jesse. I'm a bear in the morning if I don't get my red velvet. Right, I know. That's a, that's a metaphor. But, I mean, you're, you don't have the travel bug like I do. No, not at all. So, at the Courtyard by Marriott, they, they have a greeting. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just a local thing. Right. And they say when you when you return, they say Bonvoy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's a I don't know if there's a one to one English translation. Right. No, um, sometimes in a sometimes it's hard to capture the subtleties of a foreign tongue like Courtyard right. by Marriott. Right. Uh within the culture. limitations of the English language. Although I don't know if you like to read Shakespeare, but I think English can be a very rich language. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh-huh. um so yeah, I mean, I, I I learned the natives at the courtyard Marriott kind of taught me the ways of Bonvoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you were sort of embedded. I was embedded. Culturally speaking. Yes, culturally embedded while I was at the courtyard by Marriott in Nevada, California. Oh wow, yeah, beautiful Nevada, right there in Nevada, huh? And um, you know, Bonvoy is just kind of it's a it, it's a way of looking at the world. It's kind of take slowing down, having a cake pop in the morning, mm-hmm. reading a free USA Today, right. And just saying, I'm fine with this. Right. Bonvoy. Right. Bonvoy. So sure. I just wanted to welcome you and everyone to the show. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot to me, Jordan. And just hashtag it on Twitter, Bonvoy Moments. Is there, a, is there at all a, like a breakfast buffet? No, there wasn't. <laughs> there was a weird Starbucks with some of the stuff that a Starbucks normally but not has, a full but not compliment. everything. Did they have those little egg cups? No, you couldn't get an egg cup. No sous vide egg cup, um, but some scones that were slightly different. Okay. Yeah, but 
but I love that's I th- I thrive I thrive in that environment. Can I say some one thing to you about mm. this story? Yeah, Jordan, Bonvoy, Bonvoy, Jesse, Bonvoy, Jordan, mm-hmm. Bonvoy to my friend Jordan. Yes, thank you. Shall we introduce our guest on the program? I would love to. First of all, of course, you know him as a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you know him as the host of the world's most popular script screenwriting podcast, Script Notes. Mm-hmm. Third, now you know him as a best-selling author, likely. Projected. <laughs> uh, his new book is called Arlo Finch in the Kingdom of Shadows, John August. Welcome back to Jordan Jessica. It is a pleasure to be here. It's a joy to have you have you here. And may I say, All right. John Bonvoy. Bonvoy. Thank you very much. It really is. Yeah. It, it's a it's a it's a hello. It's a goodbye. It's a it embrace you into right. This, this, this it's hello, it's goodbye, and it's snow. Can I tell you <laughs> the principle that I live my entire life by? Right. When in Nevada, mm. do as the Nevada wins. Right. Yes. I mean, they're they're a beautiful people. Such a rich culture. Oh yeah. I think there's a Caltrain station there. Ugh, the wine, the museums, the men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're just sure they're just jacked in Nevada. <laughs> just this, this city of the city of muscle. That's yeah. what they call it. Mm-hmm. The yoked city. John, how do you feel about a chain commuter hotel? <laughs> I think a chain commuter hotel is, is excellent choices. My question for you, though, Jesse, please, Jordan Jesse, is. Do you believe that the the cup in the bathroom should have plastic wrapped around it or not? Is the glass oh, cup is a plastic cup? Interesting. These are all the things. I had to do book tours, and I would, I would be right. in chain hotels or hotels a lot. Yeah, and it, you get the the sense of should this be wrapped or should this not be wrapped? I like the I like the kind of paper doily that sits on top, mm. um, mm-hmm. and that probably doesn't. Uh, prevent a lot of germs. What about when the end of I the think about toilet it? paper is folded into a little arrow origami? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's nice too. It shows that someone was in that room. Yeah. Before How do you, you feel about a wrapped but cup, does John? That, do what, is a... that what you want, John? Is what you want to enter a room and know and see evidence that someone was there before you? Well, I think the 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 point on the toilet paper is that. Someone was there cleaning it, and no one has probably used it since that person was there cleaning it. Right. But then I feel guilty when I ruin the point, and I want to like just redo the point because I want to leave things the way I, you know, right, I, you know, right, leave it, leave, leave it better it, than it, you found it. Take exactly, o- take that, only pictures, absolutely. leave only footprints. There you go. Yeah, when you're in Nevada, you want to respect the Nevada <laughs> culture. Guys, I'll I'll tell you this. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a picky puss when it comes to this. I only wipe with the point. Oh wow! Wow! It's so nice. I will wipe with the point, so and then you... I will call for a new roll of toilet paper with a point, and I will make it bring in. I will make them bring it to me in the bathroom. That's called making geometry work for you, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> it's just a simple matter of angles. <laughs> Love a yeah. I mean, nothing wipes like an angle. Yeah. Does, does your courtyard have the shower curtain that bows out so that it does not touch you when you're in the, the, the bathtub? I think I had a sliding glass door. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is a fancier level of everything. This is a little the little step up. All that right. bowed, that bowed mm-hmm. uh, hanger. Yeah. That is a remarkable innovation. It in... really is. I think it was the Holiday Express that sort of really perfected that technology, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the small things. That's how you get in and out so quick. Yeah. You don't have to worry about touching that shower curtain. They uh, they had a kind of an interesting, like, lineup of of TV. So, you know, I think they're, you know, hotels are kind of coming into the modern age of streaming. Yeah. Um, and they're offering you some kind of streaming options. I had HBO Go, which did not work, but Showtime On Demand did. Yeah. So, you know, 
I just got to catch up on their weird, weird selection of movies. Absolutely. Okay, great. But you got to watch your Shameless. You got to watch your your uh, Homeland, which is somehow still on the air. Like, yeah. yeah. So it, impressive. Like, uh, when, I don't have sh- Showtime at home, so splurge while you're out. Sure, I know. So I, I kind of felt I, – yeah, I feel like I could be a different person, a, yeah. per, a, a person who watches Showtime. I mean, here I'm You can not... try on a new identity while you're in Nevada. Right, exactly. Jordan, can I ask you a question? Please. Are you feeling funny but also kind of edgy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I watched uh, Cue the Winged Serpent and Breakdown starring Kurt Russell. <laughs> Weird selection of movies on that Showtime. But I enjoyed both, actually. Like, Cue the Winged Serpent? Cue the Winged Serpent. But Q, like the letter Q? The letter Q. It stands for Quetzalcoatl. Oh, yeah, of It course. is a Larry Cohen movie from 1981. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they got that uh, ready for you on the on-demand. Yeah, it was right there <laughs> They got for those me. 20 slots, you know, only got so much hard drive space on uh-huh. that server or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I, well, we already put in those three Marvel movies we own, and then... Of course, we got right. We have the one Iron Man movie people don't like, yeah. uh, the Thor movie people don't like. We uh, got some rom coms here. Sure. Uh, we got, and uh, of course, I don't know. I want to throw in cue the, the winged, winged serpent. serpent. From 1981. Yeah. People love that. They love a movie about the great Aztec god, Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He flies around uh, biting people's heads off, including a guy that's in a pool. Wow. Like a rooftop pool. Oh. But, yeah. Now, does Cue the Winged Serpent speak? Is he like a – or is he more of a the, sort of the King Kong mold? Yeah, of yeah. Kind of a – yeah, just kind of a – I think he was some – Hey, guys, I'm flapping over here. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's the, the 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 there's a dub of Q where he speaks, but yeah. then they thought it was a little jarring. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Rodney was big at the time, <laughs> right? Right. Um, wait, you, sorry, you had a question? Oh, yeah, no, Q does not speak. He was summoned by a cult, I believe. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Who skins people? Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, breakdown starring Kurt Russell, though. Taught. Oh, taught. Very taught. Hmm. Anyway. Just like the men of Nevada. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Himself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when you are on book tour, you're in a lot of yes. so, these types of places. Classically, so um, Arlo Finch is a middle grade series. And so when you do a book tour for that, you are visiting schools in the morning and then doing a, a bookstore event at night sometimes. Right. And so and you're going city to city to city. And so they set up this huge itinerary, two weeks, and you're spending one night in, in a hotel or motel. And it is fast, and you're just you're getting in and getting out. Yeah. What do you what like? What is it like to go in there and just be in front of a group of kids? Are they excited to be there? What's the? I, I would uh, yeah. think so. It's so these are like these are fourth, trip. fifth, and sixth graders generally. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of like an assembly. So you're generally like on the floor of the gymnasium. Some speaker has come there. Um, sometimes like by book two, some of them read book one. Okay. But at the start, like no one's read. No one knows who I am. And so I'm just this guy. I have slides. I have a very set speech that takes about 40 minutes. It goes through stuff. I talk about writing books, but also being a scout growing up. And I wrote to Roald Dahl, who's my favorite author, and he sent me this card back. So it's a very canned kind of presentation that you right. make, try to make feel spontaneous. I teach them how to tie a square knot. And uh, I take their questions. They always ask, like, is this going to be a movie? Is this going to be a series? And uh is this going to be a Minecraft or yeah, a Fortnite? That's really what they want to do. Like, can I play this as a video game? Oh, sure. And uh, and then I, I pack up my stuff and I go to the next school and the next school and then I eventually get to collapse into bed. It's a little something I like to call education. Mm-hmm. It is. Education. I value it. My in my household, we value education. Really, reading, <laughs> Jordan, mm-hmm. is fundamental. In our household, yes. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. your household's weird. 
Well, Sir. my household is proud. <laughs> well, in my my household, we teach hand to hand combat. <laughs> well, that's you, what's important. We put the fun in hand to hand combat. It's important for you to uh, to carry on the legacy of your Spartan forebearers. That's true. <laughs> yeah. What if someone summons Q the Winged Serpent? <laughs> yes. Yeah, your book is going to do nothing against Q the Winged Serpent. <laughs> Obviously, you have to have some, some you have to have martial some... skills. Sure. Do you think we could get the the YA rights to Q the Winged Serpent? Because oh. I think. We just got rich, guys. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe he goes to uh, he goes to like a boarding school for other winged serpents. Yeah. Now, Jordan, I want to sure. ask about the cultural appropriation of Quetzalcoatl and Q the Winged Serpent because, like, Let's this is a movie of a certain age, probably. <laughs> yeah. How did it feel? Do you feel like they were being respectful of the culture from which this, you know, mythological creature was taken? Right. Um, um, on a scale of super respectful to Cortez. Oof. Uh, I think it's somewhere between Cortez and uh, Mickey Rooney for Breakfast with Tiffany's. Oh, wow. So not not strong. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's you know it's a, it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey Q, you're canceled. Wow. <laughs> you just, wow. You just came uh, from you on it, high. Yeah. I, from on. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's sorry, Q. Bold choices like that is what puts this podcast on the map. Exactly. <laughs> well, you want to listen. You want you listen to this show for fun chatter, mm-hmm. great guests, and learning which mythological beasts have been canceled. Has cancel culture gone too far? It hasn't gone far enough. I'm looking at you, Kraken. We've seen your tweets from 1997, <laughs> 2007, 1997. There wasn't Twitter back then. Hmm. Brian, edit my riff so it was funnier. <laughs> so I, Medusa, you're canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, John, I will I will back up and say that I uh, read the first Arlo Finch book. I thought it was terrific. Thank you. And there is some great knot tying material in it. Knots are a very important thing in Scouts and in Rangers. With this, this Arlo Finch is a twelve year old boy who joins the Rangers, which are sort of the equivalent of Scouts in this place. And he learns to do some really basic, normal Scout stuff like tie knots. But this forest outside their town is also kind of magic, so he learns some magic stuff too. But I wanted there to be some really tactile things. And I remember learning how to tie knots when I was a scout, and it was cool. It kind of felt like a magic trick that you could take a rope and make it do all these things. Top four knots, John. Top four knots are square knot, mm-hmm. the clove hitch, uh, two half hitches, and then the taut line hitch if you need to really bring some stuff together. What's your Whoa, wildest fucking knot? August had that off the dome, by the way. Yeah. Top four knots. He had them. Yeah. What would have been the fifth if he had a slot for the fifth? If I had a slot for the fifth, um, I – God, it's, it's a tough call. The bowline is sort of the, the classic knot. The bowline bowline is right. it's like if you're like rappelling down something, like you can tie it around yourself with one hand, which is really handy. So if they just drop you half a, you know, one end of a rope, you can tie it and and pull something up. Um, there's a, a this, I've got this big book of like sailors knots and like a thousand illustrated knots. So there's a knot for every purpose. Maybe a stopper knot, and that's the thing that sort of looks like a barrel at the end of a rope, and sort of gives you something really strong to hold on to. I I'll just I, I just want to direct just yeah. just. Direct the listener to something that happened during that. John's like, well, it's probably a bowline knot. And I said, right, like I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> He's trying to be an active listener. Yes. I don't know anything about knots. Just- oh, there's that one where the bunny rabbit comes out of his hole and walks that around. Look, that's oh, the bowline knot. Yeah. There you go. Check you out. Couple yeah, well, yeah. Couple somebody knotheads over here. Somebody spent spent a night on a tall ship. Uh, in fourth grade, nice. yeah, it was me. Spoiler <laughs> alert: it was me on the Belclufa. Was it a class thing, or were you trying to run away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to run away. I picked the wrong boat. I thought it was pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. It turns out it, it was from the late nineteenth century. It's there for museum purposes. <laughs> yeah, not going anywhere. Yeah, should have picked one of those big container ships. 
Yeah, well, there you go. Hey, kids, if you're out there and you're trying to run away from home, pick <laughs> take a, Jesse's take, advice. Take Jesse's <laughs> advice. Go on a big container ship. Yeah. Work, work this into your PowerPoint, John. Uh, absolutely. Practical advice for what they need to do. How yeah. to learn how to be the hero in their own story. Mm-hmm. And so to really to take up those challenges that present themselves. Did you have to sell anything for Scouts? Did you have to – was there a – No, there's not a big like commercial component the way there is in Girl Scouts. And so we would have like some fundraiser stuff for um, – go like – for going to scout camp or for certain things, but mostly what our troop did. We were, so this is Boulder, Colorado, and the very first like 10k, like popular 10k race in the country was in Boulder, Colorado, and so we would work on that at that race. And so first we were like delivering posters, promoting the thing, and then we would be uh, little race marshals or like the the water stations along the way, and finally we'd be like the, the uh, people cleaning up the CU Stadium after everyone had descended there, and like you're picking up like bananas and yogurt that are sort of melting in the hot sun. That's how my scout troop made money. So <laughs> pretty proud. Sure. Yeah, Picking so it work. Yeah, picking up hot yogurt. We got hot yogurt. Yeah, and so uh, so no uh, no cookies for us. I invented the turkey waddle, so I'm a big deal too. <laughs> I don't. I didn't really. That's that run that you do with 5K on thanks on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I thought it was a turkey trot. All right, but turkey waddle, sure. Turkey trot. Either way. It's a, either way. It's gonna be like a regional thing. Yeah. Yeah. You water, you, re- you water, you trottle. Yeah. yeah. Trottle. What, what level? Anyway. What level did you achieve in this couch? Eagle. So? I went all the way up through Eagle. What was your? Don't you have to do like a special a, project? A thesis? <laughs> yeah, a special project. Mine was uh, the Boulder Public Library. I built a new sign for the front of it, which was not a very good sign. It, like, they took it down like like a few months later. Um, but I also built like this little nature trail because they had sort of a a little garden section, and so I built like little signage for that. It was okay. It wasn't phenomenal, honestly. I do feel so some your, shame. Your, your sign for the Boulder Library does not stand to this day. Oh no, it was not a good sign. It was like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a sign maker. Is what I discovered in the mm. process of doing that. The other day, I picked uh, my son Oscar up from a play date, and I had to stretch a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, like stretch on time because my daughter was at home watching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. which is definitely too intense for my six year old. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to just like barge in the door and have some faces melting. Yeah, I was going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a melting Nazi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, ending of that is the challenge. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some intense stuff going on in there, and uh, uh, but let me be the first to say, really fun movie. I watched it with her. It was a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, but I had to stretch. But I was only half a mile from my house when mm-hmm. I picked him up, and I had to cover like half an hour. So I took him to this museum near my house called the Southwest Museum. Okay. Right. And it's this museum that went out of business and merged with another Los Angeles museum, the Autry Museum oh, yeah. of the I'm American the West. It's near the zoo, right? Uh, the Autry Museum oh, is. Right. Uh, the Southwest Museum is is near my house in, in Mount Washington in northeast Los Angeles. And it's this big, beautiful building that was founded by this guy called Charles Lummis, mm-hmm. who was like a big figure in Los Angeles around the turn of the 20th century because – he built an adobe house and walked across America. Okay. Real quality 1903 sure, shit. Yeah. Um, and at this museum, they they came to this – when they merged, there was this agreement that what would happen was the, the Autry Museum would keep the Southwest Museum open. Mm-hmm. So they closed it for renovations mm-hmm. and it stayed closed for like seven years or something like that. And then there was people threatening to sue them. And now it's open like 10 to 3 on Saturdays. (laughs) But only like one gallery is open. And then there's this outdoor area. And the outdoor area has 
signs for all of the garden stuff that is kind of there. And there's a big, beautiful sign that says California Native Marshland, and it's just a pile of rocks. <laughs> it's just an actual real-life pile of rocks. How did, how did your son rocks. Oscar enjoy the pile? Well, he was excited there was a real cannon there. Oh, okay. He asked me who shoots it, and I said, I don't think it's in active use. Mm. You know, I think it's... And he said, bullshit, I'm waiting in the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he just a live cannon he just, climbed, he just climbed in and said, light the wick, asshole. <laughs> Cannons are like are a thing that were so useful and powerful in their time, and like chariots, we just don't use them anymore. Yeah, I mean, we still have them. That's if true. I ha- if I had a cannon, I'd, you'd fire it. I'd cannon in the morning. <laughs> I'd cannon and, in the and evening. you cannon in parts, so and you'd start singing, and then I would start singing, and then we'd be in cannon as we sang about cannons. Yeah. Oh wow, fun. And cannonballs are round. We're singing in the round. There's something there. <laughs> I think Try and make that better. <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think you're on to something here, John, which is there's still – there's a lot of cannons around. Mm-hmm. And they're still better than most alternatives at putting holes in things. Yeah. From a distance, for sure. And like, I, uh, you know, guns are great. Don't get me wrong. Hey, we're all, everyone, I mean, we can all agree. All three of us guns. cold dead hands, right, fellas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you roll a cannon up, that can do a little something special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not everybody's got, you know, rockets or whatever. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? So you just roll that cannon up, get, get hook it up to the horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got some horses probably on hand. Sure. You live in Burbank in the I horse mean, district. But, I mean, you can have a, a tractor. I mean, I, even if you don't, just like some That's other way to pull it up. That's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Like- or a Sentra. Yeah, if you got, a, if you got the tow hitch on the Sentra, right. you yeah. could hook the cannon up to that. You roll it up to whatever you want to put a hole in. You light the wick. Kapow. It's a great use of a cannon. All you have to pay for, basically, at this point is melt value. I think it's, there's an artisanal quality to a cannon <laughs> Thank that just you. doesn't yeah. exist with a rocket. Because, like, yes. rockets, they're, yes. they're all it's like packaging all this. No. You see a lot You're of cannons being used. Yes. You yes. see cannons being used in, in, like, Portland and Seattle sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, every guy with a handlebar mustache and an anchor tattoo. Nashville well, sometimes, you'll see it, you know. You have to be careful that your long beard doesn't get stuck in, like, the lighting of the wick. Right. Beyond exactly. that, you're really good. Sure, you got to so. tie the beard back, every, yeah. every candidate. Th- I... <laughs> Guys, this has been a great riff. I guarantee there's someone in the audience who is taking issue with John's not ranking, and uh-huh. I bet there's a guy who has a cannon. I think there's seven I people who are mad about the not person. ranking. Yeah, yeah, I think the overlap be between the, like, the not people and the cannon people is probably pretty yeah. high. So some, Venn some diagrams. Person, some person who's preparing for some sort of nautical war that may or may not be coming. John, do you use Eagle, other than the, the cannon stuff, and I know you got that cannon <laughs> oh, yeah. badge. yeah. Uh, is cannoneering? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there other? I mean, you're an adult man uh, who works in show business. Yeah. Uh, are there other? Are there places in your life where you use e- skills you learned in Eagle Scouts? I, and do, no abstract skills. I'm no, talking no. about concrete skills. No, like Con- confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, first aid. First aid. Death, like, uh, like bad shit happens. Cuts, scrapes, whatever. Um, pretty serious stuff i'm really good with all that and sort of the emergency preparedness stuff we had you know how to staunch the flow i know how to staunch the flow i, I can i can keep people like grounded and alive i can do cpr i can do all that stuff and you can but both alive and grounded as i, I keep them on the ground <laughs> I could and alive use, yeah. i could use the grounded part because sometimes i feel like my just, my head's in the sky sure. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, totally. hey, i mean to get an important part and john I, I don't, this is your area of expertise yeah. but if you want to stay grounded 
Just put the phone away, man. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Take a look at the world around you. Yeah. Talk to the people in your neighborhood. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Not next door. Um, <laughs> uh, so that kind of stuff is probably the thing I've used most is that sort of like when shit does sort of go sideways, I feel much more confident about doing stuff. And I just don't panic. And so I, that's been really good um, because like you end up running through so many scenarios and like life-saving stuff that, you know, we're stranded on this mountain. We have to get down from this. It's good. Yeah. Um, I'd also say, like, I did enough camping. Like, I don't camp a lot now. I think we talked about camping last time I was here. But uh, I don't do a lot of camping, but I know how to do it. And so I'm not afraid of the outdoors in the ways that I think a lot of people are sort of scared of the outdoors. Sure. So I could totally do that. I could build a fire like nobody's business. Do you know how to shoot arrows? No, I'm, I'm really terrible at, at archery. I'm I, sorry. I thought you said you were an eagle scout. Yeah, you think it'd be better. <laughs> What, what's the deadliest thing you know how to do? They're getting loose with that ranking, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I think you can make up for it in other areas. If you're weak in archery, you can make up for it in library signage. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you to become an Eagle Scout, you need at least one deadly skill. Yeah. What's like, the... if you don't know how to do that kind of karate chop to the neck, <laughs> then you have to do bows and arrows. Right. I, the closest thing I yeah. did to scouting... Um, was something called <clears throat> Indian Guides. Yeah, uh, I did Indian Guides too. Okay, it, it is. I was just talking with a friend about it, and like it still kind of exists. They made it adventure guides. Yeah, they try to take a little of the cultural preparation sure. out of it. Um, and I was there for. I think I probably went six times. I think the sixth time was a camp out, and I touched a rock that was too near a fire and burned my hand, and never wanted to go back mm-hmm. because I associated with uh, hot fire. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, I would once burned, twice shy. <laughs> sure, that's the yes. That's the Indian guide's motto. <laughs> Jordan, become an indoor boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like ah, video games. I'm like, ow, my hand and the Genesis is out. <laughs> this <laughs> the, is great. The only guide I need is this Nintendo Power magazine, <laughs> right? And the hilarious adventures of Howard and Nestor within. Uh, I was a little comic in back in Nintendo Power. Howard and Nestor. Sure. A lot of fun. I got to Sierra Online magazine. Oh, yeah? Teach you how to play King's Quest better? <laughs> yeah. Teach me about how cool Daryl Gates is at the time. What? Oh, right. <laughs> police Dar- simulator Gates game. Police Quest. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was called Daryl Gates Police Quest, but it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Something like that. Um, But I like the five times I went before I burned my hand and gave up on mm. it. I feel like we just talked about tourniquets the whole time. <laughs> so much tourniquet talk. Yeah, I was a skilled tourniquet. Yeah. Tourniquet, yeah. <laughs> Stump toe tourniquet. They tried to tourniquet my hand after I grabbed the rock. They what didn't. do you want to do? Bleed out? No, I, it's the last thing I want. So staunch the flow. Staunch the flow. Yeah. What do, do you? Did you pick up a skill that you consider to be deadly? I, no. Other than like, yeah, I can like. I could probably burn someone's house down really well because I could okay. I could make fire out of whatever you make it look whatever like you could, an accident. Yeah, whatever you got handy, I could probably make fire out of it. So I, I could, would love I would love to have a skill. Hmm. Do you have any skills, Jordan? Let's see. I mean, abstract ones like you know, <laughs> community spirit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a skill, right? More of a quality. Yeah. Um. I mean, you've got a lot of qualities. You're convivial. Sure. Listening is that a skill? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, banter, banter, yeah. sure. Improv, yeah. No, <laughs> shit, fuck. <laughs> I don't have improv skills. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I my my greatest one of my greatest shames. Mm-hmm. I mean, my top five shames. John, you have your top four knots. I have my top five shames. 
is that I present as a man who would be able to help you fix your computer. Oh. And I am not. And a lot of times people will come to me for computer or phone help. And, and you're like, talk to my comic books. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> talk to the Spider-Man miniseries, Craven's Last Hunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, now there's a guy with deadly skills. Sh- Craven the Hunter? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of emotional baggage, too. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have like I have the kind of downsides of nerdiness, which are, you know, feelings about X-Men. Which I wish I did not have. Right. But none of the advantages like computer goodness. So, yeah, I definitely – I feel like I should take a how to fix a computer class just because I feel like people will be asking me for the rest of my life. Jordan, why don't I hand you this extended education catalog from Glendale Community College that I get every quarter? <laughs> wow, Glendale Community College. Should I sign up online at glendale.edu slash jjgo? <laughs> yeah. John, we have a sponsorship with Glendale. John, we also have a love of lifelong learning. Not me. <laughs> it's hand-to-hand combat for me. Yeah, I think I I don't know how to garden. Yeah. I don't know how to do anything deadly. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my knots other than that there's a little story about a bunny rabbit that helps yeah. you remember it. Uh, I, I can... I can play about five chords on the ukulele, but that's a recent development. Sure. Uh, I got no other musical talents. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to cook anything in particular. I'm out of luck. I should. I did a little karate as a kid, and I mm-hmm. should have kept up with karate. Yeah. Although, would you use it? I think I would <laughs> look for excuses, try to get in <laughs> lots of fights. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the one thing that they made mistake because I I took a couple karate classes mm-hmm. as a kid, a couple karates. Yeah, and then you know my dad's resolve to. Parent me faded, <laughs> but uh, I love my dad. Uh, but that was a fair characterization. Um, but I think the problem with those karate classes that I took, and probably the same with the ones that you took, is they did not teach me that kick from the Karate Kid at all. No, you know what? I did a little bit of that. I learned the practical ap- application of the crane kick. Really? Yes. Well, then you've got what you need. I, I guess so. that's a skill that's you learned skill. how to do. Come on, what are you? What am I going to do if I break my foot in the middle of a karate tournament, Jordan? I don't know. Sweep, yeah, I'm sweep the leg. Fucking out of luck. <laughs> you know, my wife took uh, a self defense class, mm-hmm. and she she has used her self defense skills effectively. Uh, but she came back to me and said, "Yes, the self defense class is this: uh, kick him in the shins, kick him in the nuts, kick him in the head," mm-hmm. uh, and. I feel like that's what karate is. It's a lesson in kick him in the shins, kick him in the nuts, kick him in the head. I just did it. 15 seconds later, we're all set on karate. Black belts for everybody. That's as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think that's as far as I could ever possibly get in a fight. I don't think I'm getting doing anything fancier, no matter how much training I have, than kick him in the shins, kick him in the nuts, kick him in the head. Yeah. I'll probably try the Karate Kid kick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. we got some space right here, I mean, if you, if you want. Yeah. John, you start a fire. I'll do some, <laughs> I'll do some jump kicks. You could read a book on gardening. Yeah. John, uh, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever been in a fight? Not a, not a real good fight. Um, I remember the closest I came to actual blows, this is very specific and, and kind of embarrassing, but also I felt very manly in the moment. We were, I did the Big Fish musical, and so we were on Broadway, and 
Um, we're we're running. We're doing really well. We're selling really well. And I just, love how this is going to evolve into a fight, fight story at some point. Oh no, this just, is great. Just you wait. Okay. And so uh, I'm sitting like the fifth row. We're right. a couple weeks in. So we ran afoul of the wicked cast. Indeed. If you came right here, chat. Uh, this really drunk young woman in front of me uh, pulled out her phone and started just like videotaping everything. Like, you can't fucking do that. Yeah. And uh, and then at I guess it was at the end of the show. And so I said, up like, hey, you need to delete that. You cannot be taking video. And you cannot do that. Sure. And uh, I was really heated. And the, the, this is her big boyfriend. She's like, hey, what do you do? We talk to my girlfriend. I'm like, she can't do that. And like, we nearly came to blows over like her video having videotaped. A few seconds, probably, of Big Fish. But I just felt like I had such – I was so right that I just really wanted to be hit and to hit him back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you, that's well, – Yeah. You know, I wrote the book, sir. Yeah. The book of the play. Exactly. It's mine. So you, you don't look like great performances on PBS to me, <laughs> asshole. Um, Those are my words in her phone. And so then he – she deleted the stuff and it was all fine. But oh, I was a little good. disappointed that we didn't get to, to fight. But yeah. I, Do you think yeah. you could have taken the guy? No. Oh, God. No. Abso- <laughs> absolutely not. It was a completely the wrong choice to do. But mm-hmm. I, just really, I, just, I was so righteously angry. I punched out one of the guys from Freestyle Love Supreme. Good. <laughs> oh, there's that too. But I mean that's yeah, – Just took him given. down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hey, I hope I never run into Skimble Shanks, the railway cat in an oh. alley. If you're listening, Skimble Shanks, you think you can get away with fucking my wife? <laughs> yeah, you, you fuck Jesse's wife. You answer to me, his friend from college. <laughs> Any other cats start fucking Jesse's wife? They gotta deal with me, a smaller guy than him. Ooh, I'm gonna send you right to that goddamn heavy side layer. <laughs> yeah. What's that? A heavy side layer, isn't that what it's called? What? Where they get that they get sent to? You're the one who watched cats. I know, but I didn't comprehend it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't retain any of cats. You let it wash over you. It's like a feeling. I think they're all trying to go to the heavy side layer. It's like cat heaven. Boy, John. Or it's you... where cats are I, reincarnated. I wish I, could, I, I wish I could answer this. I, I missed cats. Yeah. I missed a whole I, moment. I, I really was sad I didn't get to see it and sort of participate in the moment that it was. Cats was fun. I, I talked about it on the show already, but I, 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 I went at kind of the tail end of we have to go dick on cats yeah. in a communal space. Mm-hmm. And it was magical. Aww. It was really, really magical. It was, it was kind of amazing. Kind of uh, appropriate that you dicked on cats with your pointed barbs. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Much like the dicks of the cats. And you see them in the movie. That's something they don't show you in the trailer. So many barbed penises in that movie. Well, you know, they got the CGI. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. I mean, oh, it's, right. it's, it's yes. the Lion King. It's the realism that you really want. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Jason Derulo's is huge. So many barbs on that guy's, <laughs> on that guy's cat dong. Um. Oh boy, where do they go when they die? It's I think they like go that. to the heavy side, side layer. I think heavy side layer is what I th- remember reading. Brian is agreeing with okay. me. Yeah. He's done the research. Can I tell you an if you're going to do it, do it right thing? Sure. I I subscribe to this subreddit called LA List, right. which is like Craigslist for local things in Los Angeles, and I've got done nothing of value from it. Uh, I mean, not just literal, but also metaphorical value mm. from having done that, except for. Just the other day, somebody posted uh, with, like, the subject line, I think it was bowling alleys, uh, and then the body of the text was just, anybody know a bowling alley where you can smoke? 
<laughs> well, was there? Nobody said. Nobody seemed to. Huh. The top answer was just no. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but I feel for that that redditor because it does. Smoking and bowling do feel like they should kind of go together. They probably have a memory of that, and they yeah. don't do it anymore. Yeah, I definitely yeah. remember my childhood bowling as being uh, I, choked with cigarette smoke. While smoking, I was doing it. Yes. bowling. My parents, yeah, bologna. Yeah, yes, like absolutely. a bologna plate with olives. Yeah, that all feels like the right, yeah. right package together. My growing up in Colorado, my mom and my dad would were on this bowling league, and every Friday night they would go bowling and smoke. And my mom would smoke, and everyone would smoke, and we would watch the Dukes of Hazard on the little TV, like high up on the wall, Amazing. with all the other kids who were wildly under supervised. We'd run around. It was the best. Yeah, that sounds pretty solid. Those were the days. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, uh, let's light them up and roll them, yeah, and then bowl one game, and then spend the rest of the night playing Neo Geo. <laughs> uh, those were the days. Oh God, not going to Indian guides anymore because you burned your hand. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Jordan, I just wanted to drop in here a plug for a new Max Fun show that I am super pumped about. Okay, Jesse, I don't know anything about. The new Max Fun Show. I'm your audience. Tell me what the new Max Fun Show is. Okay. It's called Fanta. Mm-hmm. It is a show about things that we love mm-hmm. in popular culture, but also maybe kind of think are bad or hate. Sure. Things like the popular modern phenomenon. Yeah. It's called being frenemies. <laughs> sure. I think it's called being Fantai. Yeah. Uh, the hosts of the show are uh, Travell Anderson, who uh, they they were the um, uh, entertainment editor for Out Magazine until hey. Out, Out Magazine collapsed like uh, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Bad timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were the entertainment editor for Out and also worked for the LA Times uh, for a long time. And uh, Jared Hill, who's uh, worked for the New York Times and the LA Times uh, as an entertainment correspondent and... Um, is perhaps best known across the world for breaking the news that uh, for some reason uh, Melania Trump had plagiarized uh, oh, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama's oh, wow. speech in her okay. speech. Yeah, Jarrell broke that story. He's some real news I mean, Jared, Jared, excuse me, fro- fro- broke that story. But they're also so smart, so cool, so fun. Um, and the first episode is about Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. uh, who is known across the world for his prodigious talent. And his half-assed apologies. <laughs> Just real right. iffy apologies sure. for saying and doing somewhat shitty, not unforgivably shitty things. Right. If the apologies had been better or more sincere, maybe. Sounds like a great topic to unpack on a podcast. Yeah. Anyway, they are really fun and really funny, uh, and they're fucking smart as shit. Like, they're so, so smart. So... Uh, if you're looking for some uh, voices you're not going to hear and a lot of other media outlets, both of them African, African-American, both of them uh, queer, uh, and Travell is non-binary as well. Uh, um, and But mostly if you're just looking for some smart-ass funny fucking people, 
the show's called Fanti, F-A-N-T-I. So go take a listen to it and uh, join us on the Reddit and the MaxFun Facebook group, and we'll chat about it. Hashtag it uh, Fanti, F-A-N-T-I on uh, Twitter and stuff. And tell a friend, because we're not as powerful as we seem. We need your help. No, uh-uh. We need your help to get people to listen to this awesome show. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John August, host of Script Notes. It's a podcast about screenwriting. Fuck you, John August. <laughs> Fuck you and your it's bullshit. It's utilitarian. <laughs> he gets the plug uh, out I'm of sorry, the nickname. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't have a funny thing. This so guy I, and his fucking uh, dignity. I, this guy thinks he's I so Ernest. great because he's a working professional in show business. Yeah. And, he, and he knocked out that audience member at Big Fish the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. guy thinks he's so great because he started the band Real Big Fish. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Jesse, during the break, I did look up um, a recommendation I had for you. For next time you're, you and your son need to go kill some time while you're not watching yeah. um, Indiana Jones, uh, Specific Museums of Los Angeles is yeah. a book that, about the specific museums of Los Angeles uh-huh. and like all the, like, the 500 weird, wild museums of Los Angeles. So that is a book you should wow. check out because it, it'll give you the, the next – Forty ones you'll take. This is the pro tip of all pro tips. You know what I haven't been to? The Hmm. Vladislav Panorama. (laughs) What's that? I think it's called Vladislav. Apologies to all my Central European friends uh, and Eastern European friends if I... Wait, say say the name of the thing again? Vladislav Panorama. And a bonvoy to you. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't worth it. Shouldn't have gone back. Go ahead. It's like here in Los Angeles, it is uh it is a there used to have panorama shows, mm-hmm. which is like a three hundred and sixty degree combination painting and projection, I think. Sure. Uh in a like movie theater kind of space. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the Great Fire of Chicago or whatever. Uh and there's one of these in Los Angeles and I should go to it sometime, but I've never been. Are your guys' kids good in museums? Do they like it? Is it a valid Sunday afternoon thing? No, not anymore. There was a brief window which, which we could actually take you know, her there, but she's 14 now, so anything that to try to get her out of her room is impossible, basically. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. I, My children are not good in a museum. However, I like museums, and I don't have any other ideas. Mm. So that's where I'm at on museums. I bought a membership to LACMA, oh, the yeah, Los Angeles County Museum of the Arts. Look at us, a couple of LACMA members over here. Real LACMA members, and... At the end of the day, if all they want to do is, you know, run underneath levitated mass, the enormous rock with a pit underneath it, and then uh, go see the cars driving around in Metropolis 2, I'm sold. That's fine with me. You're you're killing some time. That's absolutely out. Like, I'm at the point in my life, frankly, where any destination, the further away it is that's not past their breaking point, the better. Yeah. Because that... 20, for me, it's a little it's a little bit of a haul to LACMA. Mm-hmm. That 25, 30-minute drive to LACMA, that's daddy's special time. Mm-hmm. That's the time when i Are I'm, you masturbating in the car? <laughs> Where do you masturbate? <laughs> in your car. That's why I asked. 
Yeah, well, we're trying to create a hybrid monster by combining our sperm. That's true. It sounds like everything's on track. And thank you for leaving those napkins from Burger King. You're welcome. They're the most absorbent kind for monster creation. Okay, we agree. Now all we got to do is get our hands on Q the Winged Serpent. That's the Yeah, that's the tricky part. Jack him off and <laughs> mix it up. Okay, so anyway, what I was saying is... That our version will be more culturally sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because that... it comes from you two guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, really, it's a little bit hybrid combination yeah. of you two, so therefore it will be Very sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the, that's time. Mm-hmm. That half hour that I'm driving there oh, is I, I half, know that an hour half hour I can so well. cross off the time list of the day. You're just trying to fill those hours with something, and a half hour drive is gorgeous. That's golden. Non parents don't understand the degree to which Saturday and Sunday, which you think are going to be like, oh, those must be wonderful times. No, you are. You wake up. At, you wake up Saturday morning, and think like, how am I going to fill this day until my child is asleep? Yeah. And so that is why you go to the zoo. That is why you go to museums. That's why you go to the aquarium in Long Beach. You must go there all the time. Oh God, yeah. And the thing about this, so there's an aquarium in Long Beach, California, which is literally the furthest part of the Los Angeles area from my house. Mm-hmm. Like. It is a 14-hour drive, basically, yeah. from my house to get to drive to Long Beach, California. We're members of that aquarium. And my children, they're in there for 15 minutes. No, that's too generous. Eight minutes, and they're fucking insane. <laughs> because it's full of screaming people and sharks and whatever. They lose their minds Immediately, right, and then it is just disaster control for the mm-hmm. next. You're like, I gotta stay here for. 90 I hear minutes then you go I see drove. the lorikeets. Yeah, ooh, it is the dugongs. Are they soothing? Okay, go go check out a few dugongs. Yeah, mm-hmm. the most soothing of the. Water I'll get them animals. high and have them watch the jellyfish. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> just dose them. Yeah, dose the kids. Dose those juice boxes. Mm. But yeah, truly, it is. It's just like a you just you're just shoveling dirt in a hole. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, I filled the hole. Well, uh, off to work, I guess. <laughs> well, when I have kids, they're going to sit and watch me play video games on Sunday. Absolutely. That's what you should do. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Make your that would be fun. beautiful. You know what? I can tell that you really love your kids because you're sharing what's special to you with them. Exactly. You should teach them how to fix computers. <laughs> God, yeah. Oh, Karate boy. and fixing computers. Yeah. <laughs> they have they got a lot to do before I have these kids. <laughs> I think you know what, Jordan. I think one day you'll get yourself a son. Gotta get a son. Gotta get a wife. All <laughs> oh, this is a weird ongoing thing we have. Ice cream. Gotta get a son. I don't know where it came from. Sorry. Go ahead, John. My daughter is uh, doing tech. She's doing the. Uh, she's running the soundboard for school productions, oh, and cool. so she did the sound for the school dance competition. And there's one girl in her school who is just remarkable, like, with circus skills and all this stuff. It's like, how did she get this? Like, oh, her whole family is circus performers. And so I wow. imagine that their weekends are very different than my weekends. Because their weekends, like, they're all just doing circusy stuff together, sure. and it's remarkable, and they could do all these things, and you're born into that, into a circus lifestyle. God. And I just feel like I don't have I don't have Maybe the that. best thing for my future children that don't exist yet is for me to take on a circus performer's lifestyle, mm-hmm. a transient circus performer's lifestyle, and then have the kids so they get to be in that magical circus family. I can see you as a hobo clown. Yeah, shit, man. I could, too. <laughs> I would, I, I, you could do a beautiful velvet painting of me. I got a little top hat with the top flapping off. Circus Vargas, here comes Jordan. Yeah. 
yeah, now that they can't have any animals anymore, they need more hobo clowns, like yep. yours truly. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be called Flopsy. I'm going to be called Skimbleshanks the real week. <laughs> <laughs> After the man who fucked my wife. <laughs> Maybe my wife would love me if I was Skimbleshanks. <laughs> but you have a little bait, you have a little toddler, you put the little like grease paint like uh, beard on him. Yeah, you're, you're, you're set. You're sold. You, you have a family. You have a lifestyle. You have your weekend filled. Ah, that would be amazing. God. Okay. New life. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the road. If something, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a bindle. If something momentous <laughs> happens to you, like you finally find your calling, we yeah. ask you to call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. You can call us at 206-9844-FUN, or you can just email a voice memo to jjgoatmaximumfun.org. You know what I like about that, Jordan? The fidelity. Mm, sure. You know yes. I love a hi-fi. Oh, yeah. I'm a regular uh, I'm a regular Playboy guy. What's it? Hugh Hefner. <laughs> right. I'm a regular Hugh Hefner when it comes yes. to loving a hi-fi. You, and you will also be buried next to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's true. Yeah, and I'm always wearing pajamas. Yeah, and, whole uh, thing. I'm a creep, but when I die, people celebrate me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you were a creep for civil rights. Yep. <laughs> Very complicated. Yes. Uh, Brian, play play a fucking call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, for guests, I'm going to get Paul F. Tompkins. Close. Uh, Close. Yeah, I'm currently driving on a New York State throughway, and I was driving next to a um, truck that has, like, a horse, it's a horse truck for transporting horses, and it had this weird thing attached to the back, and I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out what it was, and it just dawned on me. It's a horse-drawn chariot. Whoa, what? Yeah. Fucking right behind that, you know, that you're going to find there. <laughs> a goddamn cannon. Yeah, you yeah, got it, You know it, what's buddy. good for him. You got it, buddy. A chariot. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, it seems like, you know, people who are the, like... You know, I'm the old timey person. Mm-hmm. It's always stuff that goes back to like the 1800s or the you know the early 1900s or the 20s. But like, fucking go back, go back to go back to the Roman Colosseum. I got to tell you this. Yeah. Earlier today, I alluded earlier in the program to the Burbank Horse District. Right. This is a part of Burbank, California, oh, yeah. uh, uh, which is part of Central Los Angeles County. Uh, that for some reason has a, pl- a a whole part of it where you can ride horses around on the street, and if you need to like buy hay, that's where you go to buy hay. That's why, why I've been there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where else so you have, to buy hay? So you have no horse, but you need hay. I needed a hay bale for a for a thing. You know yeah. that hay is for horses, right? <laughs> it is. Hay is also for uh, for fun times. You know, okay, whatever. so <laughs> well, you need to like you know build yourself a you know a, a, a straw man. That's true. We have to have an argument with. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah. no, that's not what I meant. Sure. Yeah. I think we should get behind any Democratic candidate. <laughs> I uh, was in the Burbank uh, Horse District earlier today mm. uh, for a, uh, a show at the Pickwick. Mm. The Pickwick Bowl Ice Center uh, Event Center Wedding Area and other Burbank shit. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I may or may not have seen a lady riding on a chariot behind a horse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Just it's fucking a, it's down a thing. Burbank Boulevard or whatever. What, did it look 
Did it look cool? Grecian or... No, it looked whack. (laughs) It was a whack fucking chariot. It was just looked like somebody made it out of some... Shit, they bought at Home Depot. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you, but mm. also it didn't have DIY charm. Mm, no. It looked a little bit like you know how sometimes they build somebody builds a, like a bicycle that can fly to cross the English Channel. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It looked like that only if it was made of white PVC instead of transparent PVC. It, so it didn't. That wasn't like didn't have like gilded carvings of Minerva, the goddess of the hunt, or anything. That, like that. should be the first like. If you're going to buy a horse, mm-hmm. buy a place for the horse to live, yeah. buy carrots and sugar cubes and hay for the horse, mm-hmm. hay being for horses. Is that from something? Yeah, he's for horses. That's what you say to somebody who says, hey. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, and when now I say I... somebody and when I say you, you are a fourth grade teacher and mm-hmm. somebody is a fourth okay, grader in sure. your class. Yeah. Um. You've done all these things. You're grooming the horse. You're tr- you're breaking the horse. No. You're putting a. You're getting a beautiful. You're shooting the horse, Sally. The oh, chair. horse got to be shod, baby. Yep. All these things, and then at the end of it, you're like, ah, fuck it. I'll just build this shit out of some f- fucking garbage I found at Home Depot. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, what you're describing sounds like one of those. You know, wacky races where like they have to build a contraption that then has oh, to sail right. it away, right. and, like and and everyone drowns. It feels like one of those things, <laughs> right? But, like, the horse version, so like the poor horse is dragged into this thing now. Something that kills three Scandinavian people per year. Mm-hmm. Yes, it had. It was like that, but it was a little more refined. It kind of had the aesthetic of like, like a. Like if you bought a microwave at the drugstore. Oh, You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it kind of it's white like, plastic. This do, kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to heat this stuff up. You know? Uh-uh. Have you heard of the brand Fenfox? <laughs> <laughs> PH? <laughs> <It's> Dutch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> That's what the folks who made Fenfen, the outlaw <laughs> right. diet drug, yes. pivoted, yeah. pivoted after... to microwaves. <laughs> Yeah. For CVSs and Dwayne <laughs> Reeds, right? Uh, I yeah, I'm kind of picturing this, um, this you know street chariot, and I and I understand how it how it would look whack. I think it would redeem it for me if it turned and went through a Jack in the Box drive. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I don't think they have hay there. All right, yeah. No, horses love mini tacos. <laughs> okay. Did thank you know you. that about horses? There's I, had, I did not know that. You know, the Jack in the Mox tacos, fun fact, are vegan because the filling is actually hay. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Well, cool little story. Just a fun fact about Jack in the Mox mini tacos. So, why did the woman write, call in with the story of the chariot? Is that, is That's that a, something momentous that happened to her. It's a momentous oh, occasion. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that is. So, yeah. You know, for, for, All right. We've, uh, we've been doing this segment. For a while, right. so most of your uh, uh, real momentous occasions, we've used them. Yeah. Yes, eleven years ago, people bought houses. Mm-hmm. Twelve years ago, people got married. Ten years ago, people got married and called us from the altar. Mm-hmm. All these things are well covered, yeah. well documented. The only one I'm waiting for, honestly, is someone to call us from beyond the veil. Right. Or I just killed someone in self-defense. <laughs> That'd be a fun one. 
<laughs> well, you know how much I love guns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cold dead hands, right? Boys. CDH all the way. Gun, gun, gun. <laughs> to chant the word gun. This is part of our gritty reboot of the Iron Giant. <laughs> all right. He I just, am a gun. At the end, he just chants gun, gun, <laughs> gun, gun, gun. gun. <laughs> Everyone goes, woo. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. If you haven't seen The Iron Giant, you should see it. It's a beautiful film. Iron Giant's great. Great. Yeah. A beautiful message of uh, peace and pacifism. <laughs> yeah, very lovely film, but yeah, yeah we sort of, we were pretty disrespectful. I mean, Brad Bird, of course, very important in the history of The Simpsons as sure, well. Sure, absolutely. He's made some other beautiful films. <laughs> Wonderful career. <laughs> Brad Bird, great career. Yeah, I think it was really sad that you're, you're just on just there, so it's good you, you called out there. That, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure, I just want to protect your reputation in Thank show you. business. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be reading in, in Variety tomorrow, script notes, Prexy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ankles podcast over Ankles yes. podcast over Laffernet Sure <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Yeah Let's take another call Brian Hi Jordan Jesse Brian And guest Which I believe This week is a squirrel Close So Close. This is Bill from Seattle <laughs> Don't do a bit on my show <laughs> Don't come into my yeah. show And do a bit John August can do a bit This guy Wrote Big Fish the Musical, the book for Big Fish. Yeah. Did you write? Did you contribute to the lyric at all? Angela and I worked hand and glove together. Yeah, so uh, hand and yeah, glove. Yeah. That's very close. Yeah, so that's that's the closest you can get. I mean, a lot of times a glove is right there on the hand. It is. I mean, sometimes if it doesn't fit, then it, it obviously there's signals little, that that person was not. There's a little <laughs> yeah. wiggle room in the fingertips, yeah. but. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I guess it's an OJ truther. <laughs> <laughs> it was his son. He was covering for his, his son. son. <laughs> John Bonet. Um <laughs> Boulder, Colorado. Another yes. thing. Wow. Yeah. Squirrel is in the conclusion, fir- loose change. In conclusion, loose change. Squirrel is actually the lowest rank in on Arlo Finch. That is the first rank you get yeah. in, in, in Arlo oh, Finch. Oh, yeah. so it sounds like there is a squirrel There's here. There's a squirrel There's a here. There's a squirrel. To I am Arlo Finch. Yes, I'm a squirrel. But you know, Brian picked this call. He's probably this guy's probably about to bring some heat. Let's yeah. let's hear it. Yeah. Momentous. So this is Bill from Seattle and I just got back from a trip to China and on the flight back there was a cute little boy sitting next to me he's about maybe three years old he was asleep most of the flight he was like sleeping on my on my leg it was very cute but that's not the momentous occasion what made this momentous is that the little boy was flying to Seattle with his foster mother to get a new asshole apparently he had been born without one and they did like six surgeries in China that all failed and he was coming to Seattle because apparently Seattle is the place to go if you need a new asshole they have experts there and so they're doing this new surgery and and uh, that's awesome so very happy for this little boy and if anyone out there needs a new asshole Seattle is the place to go Love you guys. Huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, got, they got really intense. Yeah. We oh, we love you too. Yeah. Um yeah, huh. Why why did they volunteer that information to a guy on the plane? They probably used more appropriate language. Right. Yeah. Probably That's said, my guess. B hole or bunghole. <laughs> 
have you child watched, needs a new bunghole. Have you have you listened to the tape of Lyndon Johnson calling the Hagar pants guy? Oh yeah, <laughs> says, classic found audio. <laughs> it's cutting up on my bunghole. Mm-hmm. These pants are cutting up, up on, on my bunghole. bunghole. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon, yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe next time we're in Seattle, we can visit the Butthole Factory. <laughs> Do you think there's a factory there? I think there are. I think no. I think it's a factory, and I think that uh, Looney Tunes factory song is played <laughs> while they install the new buttholes. Oh, okay. What's your factory song? You. I lost it now. Now all I got is your one. I got a new butthole. Anyway. So, what was yours? You, you don't you forget yours. I lost it as soon as you started singing yours. Hmm. Yours was better. It, it overwhelmed it. Overpowered well, I think mine, mine is the actual factory song. Like so many cue the winged serpents. <laughs> right. Just a f- flock of winged serpents. There I was in my rooftop pool and... <laughs> Down I swoped <laughs> to chew off your head. <laughs> How many choices did you have that you chose to watch cue the winged serpent? <sighs> uh, I had... There was a weird selection of movies. Uh-huh. I would really like to point out how weird it was. It was a lot of like stuff that looked like sci-fi channel originals, like Sharknado adjacent type stuff. Couldn't you have watched like a flyweight championship bout? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Some bootleg uh, MMA that's not UFC. Yeah. I could have. Could have. I'm impressed that you turned on your TV and were actually watching something because I find in the last couple of years like – I will just not turn on this flat screen TV in my room because I was like, I'll have stuff on my iPad. I'll, I just won't watch the actual TV. So you did, yeah. And I and I kind of like that about you know uh, I kind of like that about the hotel TV is kind of like sampling something TV wise mm-hmm. that you wouldn't at home. I mean, you know, uh, 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 diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, you know, love somebody else's local news too. I couldn't 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 be more thrilled to watch somebody else's well, local yeah, news. The local culture, the Nevada culture, the, as reflected in, in television. Right. Yes. Uh, right. Exactly. It's such a rich culture. Got to hear about the, the last, the latest thing, the latest happenings at the Tech Museum of Innovation. Right. Um, but yeah, but and I, I kind of was diverted from that, that usual mm. flicking around that I usually do too. Oh, you have on-demand choices, but the only one working now is Showtime. <laughs> Anyway, so Q Could have watched Barbershop the series. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I will, uh, you know, I think if you listen, Jordan, this is my Showtime wrap up, guys. Mm-hmm. We're talking a lot, of, but it's time to time to it's time to put a bow on this. Wait, right. when you say this is your Showtime wrap up, is this going to be like the rapper Skills, where at the end of every year he releases a rap song detailing all the different stuff that happened that year? Yes, exactly like that. Okay. Do you want Brian to drop a beat? God, no. Oh, please, no. <laughs> God, I never want to rap on this show. Never. The last thing I want to do. Yeah, you promised after that all the people died you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you never, never do it again. Yes, in their, in their honor. Jordan's rapping is between him and his lady, Thank John. Yes, oh, exactly. Right, that's fair. That's something that stays in their bed. Mm-hmm. My future circus wife. <laughs> oh, she's so beautiful. So flexible. Um, cue the Winged Serpent. A lot of fun. Very gritty. Mm-hmm. New York movie. Uh, you know, I think watch it if you're a fan of, uh, you know, the taking kind of, of Pelham one two three. <laughs> yeah, if you thought that, you know, if you thought the taking of Pelham one two three and, you know, the conversation <laughs> didn't have enough winged serpents. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like a more exciting chud. 
You know oh, how sure. you know how you want to watch Chud because it's called Chud, right? And you're really hunkering down, but then it's just a movie about zoning permits. <laughs> Q delivers in the way that you wish Chud would. Right. Ah. Similar setting. It's set a social contract with the viewer that there's going to be a winged serpent that's going to come and bite people, right? And it happens. And it happens. Yes. And throughout the movie, not just at the very end, like much like Chud. Breakdown starring Kurt Russell. Where was this thing? So tell I us about Breakdown because I'm, 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 I'm half picturing it. So Hitchcocky and I would say. Yeah, okay, 1997. Great. Is, he the, Russell, is he the villain or the or... – Kurt Russell's the hero. He's uh, he's one half of like a yuppie couple mm-hmm. and they, uh, they're in like a Land Rover and they have a car phone. Okay. A lot of like 90s signifier yuppie things. Uh, they run afoul of I want to say MC Ganey, mm-hmm. who's like a tough guy. Could have been MC Hammer. <laughs> Either MC Hammer or MC Ganey, depending on how big his pants were. Yeah, but Hammer don't hurt him, so that's true. And well, MC Ganey. Spoiler alert: there's a little bit of hurting in this movie. So yeah, it's Ganey. And they get they the uh, his wife goes missing. There's kind of a very Hitchcocky plot, and it ends with some real cool. Uh, car chase stuff. Good. It's great. Kurt Russell does it, and, and he does it all wearing pleated slacks. Sounds taut. 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 Anyway. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Hell to- to the nah, to the nah, nah, nah. We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fantai, Maximum Fun, Podcast. Ow. Hey everyone, Alden Ford here with the cast of Mission to Zix. Our fourth season premieres on February 19th, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, we decided to ask one of our characters to give you a quick recap of what's happened so far. Say hello to the clone trooper, AJ. Who are you people? What's happening? Okay, AJ, put your gun down. Uh, AJ, can you just tell us what's happened in the Zix Quadrant in the last couple seasons? Oh, well, we destroyed the Emperor. Oh, really? Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. We knocked him into a chasm. Mr. Robot Man and Barty's ship crashed through a window, and Dar and Baby Horsehead and I took out, like, a bunch of bad guys. Papa filled his destiny, and the lizard was there, too. Okay, great. I guess I was sort of asking what the show is like. Oh, you mean, like, it's an improvised, serialized workplace space opera featuring brilliant sound design, incredible guest stars, and an epic, hilarious tale of Fresh versus Whack? Oh, yeah, wow. Where did you come up with that? Jesse Thorne told me to write that on my palm. Okay, all right. Well, Mission to Zix Season 4 debuts on February 19th on Maximum Fun. Check it out. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am uh, John Augusta, a bonvoy to this small podcast. <laughs> Bonvoy, everyone. <laughs> I just want to say this. Yeah. Jordan, you're a professional 
uh, screenwriter. Sure. Uh, you'll write. Yes. You'll write for any screen. They'll let you. They'll let you at. You know. Yeah. You write television. You write films. You write games. Sure. You will write. Uh, I don't know. I guess an etch a sketch would be a. <laughs> yes, an that's, example. that's worth it. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be writing for uh, the Queeby etch a sketch. Yeah, new media. Yeah. New media. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get four hundred dollars a week. Sketch and comedy. college credit. Sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two-person writer. Sketch, oh, sketch comedy. Hey, that's great. That was very fun. Good job. Good work, John. You, you should job, become a professional that, writer. Stick that in there. Yeah. Yes, you were saying. Yes, I am a professional. Very well regarded. If you were going to a pick... A writer's writer. <laughs> if you were going to pick uh, one podcast on that subject to listen to, what podcast would you choose? It's got to be the great script notes. I was going to say Joe uh, Rogan experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. All, all about that. He's just more open-minded. Yeah, he really is. Right. He, he basically anything there's no wrong answers. Yeah. Yeah. And they really like they really talk about they really had some interesting stuff on act structure on Chapo Trap House this week. <laughs> so I'm going to say Rogan. Can I just Chapo say, Trap House? Lawrence Kasdan, go on Chapo. Go, go that's, on. That's where you go. Yes, Lawrence Kasdan, go on Chapo. <laughs> Uh, William Goldman, go on Come Town. <laughs> I know you're dead. <laughs> Died last year. R.I.P. Um, Jordan, yes. Let me ask you another question. Sure. I know that you have <laughs> middle grades level reading skills. <laughs> <laughs> that true. <laughs> me does, Daddy. <laughs> me does have that. Uh, what book series would you recommend for your fellow middle grade readers? Uh, well, I I will say that I picked up uh, the first book in the Arlo Finch series because of my regard for the great John August. This is true. Uh, I know about this regard. I've received this regard. Uh, I, I, this regard has been reported to me. Right. Without even John August being there. And this thing is spectacular. It is a fun adventure, and it is really funny. Imagine a book that's funny. <laughs> that is not that right? Well, it's those, those collections of deep thoughts. That's true. <laughs> deep thoughts by Jack Handy and Arlo Finch. It was great. And it is funny, it is, and it is funny in the way that the characters are so specific and well drawn clearly from your childhood yeah uh that you you feel like you know them so well so they're like goofing around just makes you laugh by the you know by the time you get to the uh halfway point of the book uh a delight to read uh i i gotta get a son so i can read him the arlo finch books can i can i ask you a question john now i actually am also a middle grades level reader Mm -hmm. But while I speak English, I read only Swedish. Yeah. Can you recommend a book for me? Uh, Arlo Finch is available in Swedish just for people like you. Wow. Wow. So it's available in 13 languages. So whatever, you know, top, language. Top four languages it's available in. <laughs> the ones that I can actually sort of like halfway kind of read, uh, the, the French copy is really good. German. Oui. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, Those are the only two I really could even pretend to read. Yeah. There's not a Spanish copy of Arlo Finch, which is crazy. There's not like the Spanish publishing market isn't big enough to support a middle grade title. So uh, we're still looking for a Spanish publisher. If you're listening to this yes. program and you are a Spanish publisher who's like, maybe there's a book out there I should publish. 
Arla Finch could be could be you because we we've got Russian, we've got Turkish, we've got a lot. We don't have Spanish. Do you think that guy who hosts a, the popular uh, Spanish comedy podcast Los Hematocriticos? Think that guy could could hook John up? I mean, it's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. good place to. I start. I mean, we got a pal in Spanish show business. Fantastic. So. Uh, there's a new Arlo Finch book coming out soon, also, right? Also, Jordan's uncle is El Piolin. <laughs> That's nice. So, right. Yeah. It, all, it all works out well. Uh, yeah, new Arlo Finch is out now. So it, by the time this podcast drops, uh, it'll be out in bookstores uh, across North America and then eventually across uh, other countries. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it. It's It was weird writing a trilogy. And so I, yeah. I started this out as a trilogy and I sold it as a trilogy. So I, was, I had to turn in a book a year and so a book comes out every year. It was a lot. But it was also just a great experience to really be able to start a project knowing that it's going to be three books and I could plan for three books. Because you know, as a screenwriter, sometimes you get a sequel, sometimes you make a third movie, but like you can't ever plan on that. Here I definitely knew like these are the three books and here's how I can lay out plot among these you know, collective tomes. It, I will also point out when you said uh, it's uh, it's uh, it was a dream to write a trilogy, I said, yeah. Like I knew, yeah, it was of course, yeah, yeah, tell sure. it's a dream. I've done a lot of trilogies. Yeah, look at me, Mister Trilogy over here. I know about knots and trilogies. Um, yeah, I did a long. You're blog. more of a decalogue man. That's, yeah, absolutely, that's, that's true. Ten or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's ten or I walk. That's why I say at every project. Yeah. Um, I wrote up a long medium post about sort of what I learned writing a trilogy because I went into this sort of not knowing anything about books, and so I did a whole podcast series called Launch, which is about the the birth of the book and sort of how the book came to be. Um, but now that I finished all three books, I realized that I didn't kind of know what I was doing and that I had a whole plan for sort of like, this is all the plot points we're going to get to and here's the series villain. And by the time I was in the second book, I was like, oh, that's not the villain at all. And there's a whole new character and things, stuff you just can't discover until you're actually in the middle of it. And uh, so if you want to check out the blog post too, it just... I think people tend to approach trilogies assuming that, like, oh, you had this whole plan for exactly how it was going to be, and it, there's a map that you followed, and it really wasn't that at all. And just try to hopefully pop some of the illusions about how much a person who creates the thing actually knows about it when they start. John, you've written a lot of films. I, I've only written one, but I had a very similar experience where I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing. The whole time I'm writing, I'm thinking this is a movie about mm. where ultimately the mm. villain is – Planning permits. Mm. And then I'm two-thirds of the way through the runtime of the film yeah. on the page. And all of a sudden, I'm we're underground, and I'm like, who are these cannibalistic humanoid <laughs> sure. dwellers right. we've just found? Yeah. You know, so, you know it's, it's a story. It's, sometimes a story just turns into what it wants to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the planning department movie, and sometimes it's not. John August, it's been a joy to have you. A delight. Jordan, Thanks for here. coming. Yeah. Thank you for coming and uh, bringing you the the prestige of your more popular and better <laughs> podcast <laughs> to our show. It was a damn delight. We don't get to have this kind of uh, banter on our show, so it's nice. Uh, That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fewer jackoff riffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the two, you guys could create a DNA monster if you could get sure, oh, you would get, uh, Ma- get Mason started. The yeah. jokes. See if Mason can catch, if not a chud. Maybe he could get just get a little cutting of this stuff. Yeah, a little Chernobyl grow into a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's right there. It's easy, easy, easy. yeah. I would love, I would love for there to be Chernobyl too, and it's about Chud. <laughs> so we wanted to, you know, stick to the historic. We wanted the first yes. one to be historical. Yes, one hundred percent. But then we thought, what, what if? if? What if? 
Yeah. Right. It's government policy's gone amok. Sure. Permits, nuclear <laughs> permits. And that's when the Chuds attack. <laughs> yeah. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. We've probably talked more about the movie Chud on this show <laughs> than anyone involved with the making of Chud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is the producer of our program. Our theme music, which is... In a film trailer right now. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what the name of the film is, but it's in a film trailer. A lot of people are at messaging me on Twitter. Uh, Is Love You by The Free Design. Our thanks to The Free Design and their label Light in the Attic Records who were kind enough to let us use uh, that music. I feel like I have not been crediting them as much as I should be because it's a wonderful song, an amazing band. Uh, If you go, go get yourself a copy of Kites Are Fun, The Best of The Free Design. It is a really breathtakingly beautiful and remarkable album. R.I.P. that one guy from the free design whose name I don't remember right now. Go on, come down. Uh, <laughs> you can join us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com, where you can just chat about stuff. We're in there. We're in the mix. Getting in the mix. We're Being in the part mix. part of the conversation. Yeah, deleting two mean posts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mostly in the Judge John Hodgman threats. People get mad at that. Uh, we're, you can hashtag it, hashtag JJ Go on Twitter. We are where we are where we are at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. John, you on that? You on yeah. that Twitter? At John August. Yeah, at John August. It's good you, follow. He's probably probably sharing some screenwriting tips. Yeah, once in a while. What do you like? Tips and tricks? I will start a writing sprint every once in a while. I announce that I'm going to be doing a, a 60 minute writing sprint where I'll just. I'm going to start writing at the top of the hour, and so people will just join me, and we'll we write for an hour. So if you need an excuse for starting to write, follow me there. I love it. John August, folks. Follow August and Sprint. A show business professional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unlike some people I know. Hey. (laughs) It's me. You were staring. (laughs) It was me. Listen, I'm bad at it, too. (laughs) It was me. Okay. You're doing great, Jordan. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse. Jesse Jordan, so much. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, John. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.